0: Let the temple be filled with His glory. Let the
1: This is Barry and Ruth Borthistle. Welcome to podcast number four in our series. It's all listed on solomonsportteaching.com. This is number four. It's all from my chapter in my book, Your Body is God's Temple, chapter five. And I can tell you that if if you want your life to change, write a book. It, it, It really works. But this subject is an awesome concept for sure. And our guest today, Michael Ellis, had made a quote in the book when he said, to recognize and receive the wondrous truth of being God's temple is the beginning of walking and living a supernatural life. And I can tell you that that is really, really true. So podcast number one, we dealt with the eight principles of preparation for prayer so that God will hear you. Podcast number two were the uh, principles of prayer, waiting for God. Sometimes God doesn't move as quick as we want him to. I know I have that problem. Podcast number three was the application of prayer, and we looked at the life of King Solomon, and I encourage you to listen to them all if you haven't. Today, we come to a very, very important one. It's the importance of faith, which our special guests will be talking about that in just a few minutes. And then podcast number five will be the action plan, putting everything into process of what we've learned over these five podcasts. So the subject today is faith. It uh, usually is considered to be a religious term, and that's true. But it's also an everyday occurrence for all of us. For example, when I pulled up a chair this morning and sat on the chair, I expected the chair to hold me, which it did. If I'm out driving my car and I come to a green light, I expect cars to see a red light to stop. If they don't, we have an accident. Calvin Coolidge, the 30th president of the United States, made this statement. And boy, do we need this today. The strength of our country is the strength of its religious convictions. The foundations of our society and our government rest so much on the teachings of the Bible that it would be difficult to support them if faith, if faith in these teachings would, not, would cease to be practically universal in our country. So faith is also a relationship with God. Romans chapter 12, verse 3 says that when we accept Christ, we are given faith as a gift, And the word measure is the word metric. So we're all given faith to start with. Probably two great examples would be, of course, the story of Noah, who uh, built the ark. And if if history tells me the whole story in the Bible, it took about about 100 years to build the ark, never reigned. That's faith. Or one more relevant today would be the story of George Mueller. George Mueller was an incredible man. And by faith, he fed over 10,000 orphans in England. At the time, England was only looking after 3,600 orphans. By faith, listen to this now, Mueller built five large orphan houses. By faith, Mueller never asked anybody but God for money, and millions and millions of dollars came in. What an incredible story that is. So just before Ruth introduces our special guest, let me just read uh, two of probably the most famous verses from the Bible. Hebrews chapter 11, which is known as the definition of faith chapter, verse 1 says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And verse 6 says, but without faith, It is impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. The word impossible means impotent. So I think that kind of describes the importance of what you're going to hear today. And with that, I'm going to ask my lovely wife, Ruth, to introduce our very special guest today. Honey?
2: Hi, Michael. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. This is uh, amazing
3: my pleasure for sure
2: thank you so here's the story about you uh, starting as young as in his late teens Michael Ellison began traveling the world to share his faith spending time in India Indonesia Thailand Japan and other countries seeing the abject poverty of body and spirit of millions of people he founded Ellison Media Company in 1971 specializing in humanitarian and faith-based ministries, conducting services in over 100 countries. Those were the days, eh, Michael? (laughs) Through the years, he has helped raise over $1 billion to help advance the kingdom and meet the wellness needs of those so impoverished. In 1999, Michael Ellison co-founded TriVita, a wellness company with Barry Borthissel, featuring nutraceutical products lifestyle recommendations, and a strong spiritual message that your body was created to be God's temple. In 2013, he established the Tribita Clinic of Integrative Medicine, featuring prevention, early detection, treatment, and reversing of chronic diseases. Michael Ellison is the author of two books, 10 Keys to Create Wealth and Wellness, and 10 Habits of Wellness, He is also the founder of the House of Giving. So Michael, thank you again. We look forward to what you have to share with us right now.
3: Well, thank you so much Ruth for that introduction. And it kind of sets the background in regard to the subject matter of today. I have spent my entire life on the subject of faith. And I've had the opportunity of interacting with so many spiritual leaders through those years. In the discussion of faith. But before I go into the topic, I just want to say to both you and Barry, it's just a great opportunity to have uh, this time with you on this topic. And Barry, you must have read my notes because what you have just shared is what I'm going to share in more detail. And uh, you mentioned Noah. You know, I've always had the imagination of Noah's wife. We're building an ark to do what? You say the whole world is going to be underwater. His wife had to say, you're telling me how many animals are going to be with us? Birds flying around us. Well, Ruth, I think that you may be married to a modern day Noah. Building the temple of God and to recognize that we are God's temple. That is an amazing subject, and Barry, I just want to say again, okay, you have, for these last few years, just done amazing research and what God has revealed to you and quickened to you. I've been around you for 20-some-odd years, Barry. That is a God thing that's happening in your life. So in your text, I happen to mention to you, Barry, are you called or is this just something you want to do? And your text to me was, this is the most awesome calling of my life I have ever had. What a fabulous statement. from for those of you who are with us during this time, please know that's how Barry okay, has approached this, is a God calling on his life. And I want to encourage you, buy his books. Okay? He's got another one coming out, which is going to be on spiritual authority. And I'm telling you, it's powerful. And if you want to be living the supernatural life, if you want to be God's temple, radiating his life and love, it will help you to understand and to quicken your spirit, be sure and get his book. Okay, I have a limited amount of time today to talk about a subject that we could spend hours talking about, and that is the subject of faith. Let's break it down into four different sessions. One, who has faith? Barry's already given us a little bit of insight on that. Number two, what is faith? Barry, you've already t- taken one of my, you know, my, my scriptures. Number three, how do you build faith? Number four, how do you apply faith? As I said, we could spend you know hours talking about this. So I'm gonna be very direct. I'm gonna be very succinct as far as related to it, but I am really looking forward to this time of sharing with you about faith and maybe a little different insight angle that you could look at faith, okay, for your life and to understand how God can work in supernatural ways in your life. So who has faith? You do. It's that simple. You do. Have you ever met an individual who, do, who did not have faith? As Barry said, when he sat down on a chair, he believed that the chair was gonna support him. We've never ever, I've never met a person who did not have a belief. We have been given measure of faith.
4: Hi everyone, I'm Rod Jans, and I help Barry and Ruth produce Solomon's Porch Teaching along with helping them with their website. Barry and Ruth asked me to come on during the podcast And just talk a little bit about Barry's book, Your Body is God's Temple. As they've been sharing, and you probably agree, we live in an unprecedented time. It's a time when we need the Bible's perspective on our physical health, our emotional health, and our spiritual health. Barry's book addresses all three of these from a biblical perspective. Barry's been studying the Bible for many years and applying its principles to his own life And his book, Your Body is God's Temple, is the result of all that. After reading Barry's book, you'll have greater clarity on what the Bible has to say about feeding ourselves the nourishment we need and rejuvenating our faith journey. To order the book, simply go to solomonsporchteaching.com. That's solomonsporchteaching.com. And you'll find the information you need to order the book. Now let's get back to Solomon's porch teaching and Barry and Ruth Borthistle.
3: Now I'm going to go to the scripture that Barry read because there's something that just jumped out at me, Barry, in regard to that Romans chapter 12. So here's Paul writing to the Romans. The historians say he had never visited the church, so he didn't know who he was writing to by individuals. but. In this, okay, he goes, and this is Romans chapter 12. He's talking about, for I say, through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you, not to think more highly of themselves, okay, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. Everyone to everyone that is there. He didn't know who all was going to be there. He didn't know their spiritual status. He didn't understand. But he said, to everyone is given a measure of faith. Now, if you followed any of my podcasts, you will hear me say, okay, Bible-based, okay, science-backed. Well, I want to take that from the Bible side of it, which I just did in Romans chapter, chapter 12. But let's look at it from a scientific view. It's called the placebo effect. The placebo effect is the belief effect of what goes on. It is so powerful that in the scientific community and in the medical community and in pharmaceutical, which every pharmaceutical has to go into a series of trials, belief is so powerful that they call it placebo. What does that mean? What it means is somebody could take an inactive ingredient inactive versus the active ingredient in either a patented form or whatever that trial is doing, typically in a patented environment, and the outcome. Now get this, the outcome is so strong in regard to the belief that somebody can take an inactive placebo and have the same effect, the same results as somebody who is taking the active. That's how powerful the measure of given to us to believe now measure i like to put this in just kind of the example of it's like a muscle okay you can have everybody's got muscle but you can have a weak muscle a stronger muscle a stronger muscle a really strong muscle it's the same thing as regard to faith faith is so powerful in our lives so everyone has faith a measure of faith what is faith well, Barry mentioned the scripture, but there's two words that really pop off that page to me because this is, I mean, faith is a, is a subject that has a lot of controversy around of it. Quite frankly, it has a lot of ignorance around of it. But when you say faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence, two words, it's substance, it's evidence. Faith is the substance. That means that it is something, okay, it can be described, it can be spoken of, it is the substance. The word evidence, well, I'd like to go there because faith is the evidence. In evidence in a trial, in the court of law, let me read it, it encompasses the rules and legal principle that governs the proof of facts in a legal proceeding. That's evidence. It governs the proof of fact. I don't know, as far as in Canada, Barry and, and, and Ruth, in regard to the O.J. Simpson case. Remember that famous case in which he was tried for murder and millions of people were watching? The suspense of that. There was that, you know, automobile chase. There was all the different things that were going on. Brought it to the point of, is he going to be guilty or not guilty? And the glove was produced as evidence, and he could not put on the glove. With that, he was not guilty based on evidence. All right, that's the court of law. Let's talk about the kingdom of God. Jesus said, Seek first the kingdom of God, and these things, all these things, shall be added unto you. So, if faith is the substance, it is what we think, it is specific, it can strive, it can be spoken of, it is also the evidence. What's the evidence in the kingdom of God? The evidence that governs. Let me say this, it is the evidence that governs the proof of what is now invisible, what is now intentional, that will be made manifest in the plan, in the purpose, and in the provision of God in the kingdom of God. Evidence in the court of law is to give something that did occur or something that does exist in the kingdom of God, it is the substance of things hoped for in the future, and it is the evidence of that which is now not visible or manifest, but will end that faith in the plan, purpose and provision of God happens. It is amazing, the supernatural life Barry, would you agree that God has done some pretty supernatural things in your life? just have to get your your input right there.
1: Oh, Mike, unbelievable. I mean, you kind of introduced me to this subject many years ago, and I had not done any study. But as I said in my opening remarks, when you write a book on a subject, you either have to believe it or don't believe it. But when you start applying these principles, I mean, I, I almost want to write another book on, on what God's done in my life. I mean, it's just been impossible and it's just starting. I mean, I don't want to take from your time, so I'm not going to give you any examples, but uh, I might down the road, but it, it's just when, when you get your mind around the fact that God lives within you, it's incredible. I mean, it's just, it's supernatural. No question about it. So it certainly happened to Ruth and I for sure. Particularly during the last two years, with all the changes with COVID. Oh yeah. Well, thank you for. I just wanted to have uh,
3: you know our our listeners just hear from your own conviction of that supernatural light. And here's what Jesus said. Okay, back to he said, seek first the kingdom of God, and these things will be added unto you. Okay, let's go to a time in which Jesus, okay, was with his disciples, and he began to describe his crucifixion and his death at that point peter it says took him aside and rebuked him what did peter believe at that point peter believed in jesus as the messiah he believed in him as the king but his belief was that the king was going to overthrow the romans and that they were going to have a new kingdom you know what jesus said Okay, this is really important for us to uh, to understand, because in this, okay, I'm going to read it from the scriptures, then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, but when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the things of men. It is so easy for us today to look around us and for us to see the things of men and even desire for the things of men to change but it is when we focus on the kingdom of God and of God the provision of God the purpose of God that we begin to see the manifestation of our faith and supernatural living. So many people want to turn faith into like a coin in a slot machine. I remember going to Vegas and in Vegas we had a conference up there and I walked into the lobby there's all these slot machines and there's people you know they're just putting their coins in and they're you know they're hoping for the jackpot. It reminded me of some of the churches that I've been in in the last 50 years. They treat God like a slot machine. Well, here's my here's my prayer. I want this Here's my prayer. I need this. Why is it that faith always seems to be what we hang on to or that we desire at the point of need? Yes, miracles happen. Yes, Jesus said, and thy faith has made thee whole. But if we really understand the kingdom of God and being his temple in the kingdom of God, the manifestations occur in the provision that God always has for his plan and purpose. Example, Jesus knew he had to die on the cross. Jesus knew he had to go to the grave. Jesus also knew that's not what he desired because he said it in 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 the prayer. If it's, oh God, your will, not my will. But the provision of God and the miracle of God occurred in the plan and the purpose of God. And he arose from the grave and he ascended into the heavens and he did provide life hereafter. OK, I could go on for a long time in regard to the plan, purpose and provision of God. And we live there. OK, how do you build faith? I build it. Barry, it's what you've been doing for all these years. OK, in the hours you have spent. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when the word of God is planted into our hearts and we understand that we're a part of the kingdom of God, then we know that faith is being built. Number four, how do you apply faith? Well, in Psalms it says, by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. I close with this. Do you speak words of substance of things hoped for? Is your language of evidence of things that God is going to provide in his planned purpose or are our words, language of that which already exists? The problems, the challenges, the ways of men. When we begin to understand this, it is a powerful way to live And yes, set your mind on things of God and not on things of this world. Barry and Ruth, it's been a pleasure to be with you, and thank you for this time.
1: Thank you, Michael, so much. You've just heard an awesome message on faith, folks. And I want to close by encouraging you to listen to our final song, which is applicable to what we've heard today. But in my book on page 69, I say this. Dream a dream so big that if God is not in it, it will fail, Hudson Taylor. You are never too old to dream a new dream, C.S. Lewis. Now, one of the supernatural things, Michael, really in my life at my age that I have the vision and the passion for my dream. Here's my dream. My dream is to achieve or develop a worldwide movement, worldwide, that encourages people to understand and live like their body is the temple of God. And that's what these podcasts are designed. And the action comes on podcast five. You don't want to miss it. So get this podcast out to as many people as possible. Again, Michael, Michael, thank you very much. Our webpage is www.SolomonsPorchTeaching.com where the information is uh, available to buy the book and the other podcasts. So again, God bless you, and we'll look forward to seeing you very soon. Bye now.
0: So uh-huh.